Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. Billionaire. Not quite. (laughs) Trillionaire. (laughs) But lottery... So last, assuming you were listening last week, Stu split the cost of a lottery ticket uh, with the hopes of scoring and winning millions and millions of dollars. And now he's part of it. Now you can't. <laughs> yes, part co-founder of this lottery ticket. You're my accomplice. Um, there's no escaping this. <laughs> so Lotter- you know, lottery winner is an accurate title. Uh, that, that's that is very true. How much, however? <laughs> we didn't say we won six dollars six dollars nice Woo. job sure <laughs> yay enough to pay off my law school yeah, loans. Student loans perfect oh. Oh, oh my goodness it's gonna make this, such a the, dent the generosity but we get no, two some... bagels in the office this week <laughs> and well, you can now put lottery winner on your linkedin profile i can I can, I can put it wherever I want, actually. Uh, we, right. They no longer believe that I am a resident of Illinois uh, because I, my large winnings, you know, is under suspicion here. So I have to call the state of Illinois lottery to confirm that I am indeed a resident uh, in order for me to collect my winnings. The claim $3. Yes. Oh my $6. God. $3. Six, is well, just $6 total. Got it. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, so yeah. the next, so the next ticket is going to be the real winner. Right. You guys just keep reinvesting. It's like an index fund. You just right. go across all lottery ticket styles, and you're guaranteed to slowly inflate. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you can. Well, we will go for some big winnings this week in trivia because this is our very fifth ever episode and this week is going to be a bit of a special episode because instead of four traditional rounds where the other three contestants go, this will be a round robin style where all four of us brought forward a round of trivia and the other three will answer uh, each theme or each round has a different theme, certainly, and uh, largely the same point values. But uh, we will now, myself included, vie for the uh, millions of dollars of future lottery lottery ticket winnings that's at stake. Wonderful, so, exciting stuff. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to. This is things I got wrong. So the whole point of this trivia question or trivia show is bringing forward some of the questions that we encounter during normal trivia. And I just have one, but it is easily my favorite trivia question I think I've ever heard just because of the way that it's just balanced and has really cool kind of wordplay to it. Uh, We did get it right, but this Tuesday when we were out at our normal trivia event, uh, but I did want to say it out to Mark and Stu in the normal uh, audience listening. So the question is... What national brand founded in the mid-1900s and is still active today always offers specials on the last day of every July, March, May, or sorry, of every January, March, May, July, September, October, and December? I think I said that right. Like, 
No, uh, I should probably look at a calendar before I, this, I say this oh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, what national brand still active today um, with, that was founded in the mid-1900s is iconic for giving discounts and giving deals on the last day of every January, March, May, July, August, October, and December. It says 31st of every month. This is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. It is Baskin Robbins. Wow. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't, I had no idea. Like 31 flavors after you said Baskin Robbins, of mm-hmm. course, but before that, I wouldn't have, I would have never gotten it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God. It's a serious problem. I like, you can like hold your hand up for somebody else and I might accidentally take it. And it's not, it's not even like I want to, it's impulsive. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just, even, it's, it's exhilarating. <laughs> exhilarating. Even across internet wires and everything. Yes, it still happens. <laughs> Stu nice. will take your high five. I will. <laughs> For high oh fives. Oh my gosh. High, <laughs> high fives anonymous. He's a high fiver. Hi. <laughs> oh, that's the new stuff. Meth and track and happiness and adrenaline. Nice. Well, whenever we do our first live show, eventually, <laughs> it'll be high fives all around. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna overdose that day. <laughs> Somebody will be trying to answer, sitting next to their friend, and they'll try to give a high five, and Stu will just come running up out of nowhere and be like, "Fine." Table. You better believe it. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was such a like just a well written question that just has clues peppered throughout it. Like, right, that was. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one that I thought about it for a second in the same way. I was like, oh, 31. Oh, I got it. that's yeah, such a good one. You that can also really use the, the whole knuckle, the January, February, March down the knuckles thing. So, I oh, didn't yeah. know that. Hold, hold your, your fist forward together. And on the the and then you go into the knuckle and then into the crevice and every knuckle is thirty one days because when your two knuckles are together that's uh, July and August. So you have January. So all the knuckles are January, then the crevice for February, then the knuckle for March, then the crevice for April, and you can go all the way down. And you always know that your days of thirty one. Yeah, look at that. We're. I thought you were going to say you are missing a couple fingers. And that is... <laughs> and that is the epitome. Right, that right there is the epitome of today's education system. You have a, a wonderful method of learning something, and the answer is I have a smartphone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And spell check. Spell check's the big one. Yes, dude, that's so helpful. Every Maybe time I have to spell necessary. Every oh time. God, I have a hard time with necessary, too. Oh, yeah. Really? I have to kind of uh, pronounce restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting trivia ideas now of ways to make rounds based on misspelled words. No. Don't do, do this not. to me. You will be evil. 
But yeah, I love how everyone complains about autocorrect. And then I've definitely had times where I was walking and I was like, I definitely just misspelled 12 words in a row and the whole sentence came out correct. So <laughs> I'm good with autocorrect. Yay, technology. <laughs> I have, I've started this trend with myself in order to become a better speller that I force myself to leave whatever the autocorrected term is for both, you know, hilarity <laughs> and confusion for whoever I'm talking to, as well as my own, like, I got to fix my own mistakes so, like, I'll notice what words I spell wrong more, and then also autocorrect, like, wants to force them that way. Right. Um, so if you ever receive strange texts from me that make no logical sense, it's probably because I can't spell something in that sentence. See, and it's on purpose. You... Stu <laughs> <laughs> is, like, is the good in the world. The one who sees his misspellings is like, I'm going to change it. The rest of us are like, someone else change it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Although still to this day, I can't type like my own name into an iPhone without it just being like, "Did you mean swam? What? Swam bot? Is that what you meant? Oh my god! I'm sure it's what you meant. <laughs> yes. Yep. Ducking. One hundred percent. Exactly what I meant. Also, I'm pretty sure that uh, swam bot is now going to be your alternative name on. Jarvis whenever you push a commit. Yes, so you might actually get renamed that in my phone. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Good things. Glad I talk out loud. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's refactored to get rid of all the crap. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this first round is going to go to Stu, so whenever you're ready. Excellent. Uh, Well, this round of trivia will be 10 questions long, and the topic is plants and botany. Ooh, that's exciting. And I totally wanted to run with it because it was one of my contenders uh, while I was picking my topic. Alrighty. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Alrighty, question number one. What were carrots' original color? Oh, uh, I got it. Oh, good. Um, were they purple? They were purple. Yeah. My parents grow them. Nice. Well, yeah, the nice. orange was like a completely man-made, or they were like, they almost never grew orange, but they would grow like white and purple and like different shades of that, right? Right, mm-hmm. yeah, and sometimes yellow, and occasionally there would be the weird hybrid or like mutant yeah. where it would oh, be a little orangish. And Didn't it um, have to do something with in the Netherlands? Right, the Wasn't Netherlands. Col- Sorry, yeah. Oh no! I was I couldn't. I'm just piecing it together that it was some sort of like cultural identity sort of thing that because Netherlands a lot of their like sports and stuff is orange today. Right, and their the, royalty colors were orange. It's because so they, they were the province of Orange, so it was the Duke of Orange was. Uh, yeah, Rachel's got it. Nice. Also, I also have a fun carrot fact that may or may not be true. <laughs> That's the best part about um, facts is whether they're true or not. <laughs> I don't recall the name of this poisonous little plant, but there's a poisonous little rooty plant that's white that grows in the United States and it might also grow in um, Europe, but it looks suspiciously like a carrot if you pull it out, but it's actually really, really poisonous. Is that Queen Anne's lace? No. Um, okay. Because that's also a relative of the carrot. It's, um, I don't know if it's a... It's actually, I'm actually really upset because it's in a part of. (laughs) 
It's um, I'm I'm not sure. It's actually very upsetting that I can't remember it. But it it was like one of those things that children would often mistake it. Yeah. Because it didn't have like a specific smell or anything. Right. But it had a distinctive shape that you could only learn when you're older. Weird. Yeah, they're they're carrots, <laughs> but they're like slightly well, they're slightly sweeter. Actually, it's it's Ooh. pretty cool. <laughs> no, those are those are natural. Those are totally natural. Alrighty, question number two: What flower was so valuable that it caused the crash of the Dutch economy in the 1600s? Pick me, Ooh. Rachel. Was it a tulip? It was the tulips. No, that makes sense with another one. They were uh, they were worth more than gold, and it was called like the whole fad itself was called tulip mania. Huh. It is the outside the Netherlands that have the huge tulip uh I don't remember the name of it, but the huge like rainbow cascade fields of tulips, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Nice. All right. Question number three. How old are oak trees before they start producing acorns? This is I'll, I'll, I'll I guess I'll give it to I'll give it to you if it's close or we okay. can do a round robin really quick and everybody can can take a guess and whoever's highest without going over yeah we can do that i have yeah i have my answer okay uh i say 100 Alrighty. uh 150 okay is it closest in total or closest without going over i did however however you want to go doesn't okay. matter um i guess regardless uh, they are actually 50 years old before they start producing acorns. 50. Oh, okay. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, once I said right. 100, that felt really, really old. But I was like, right. I figured oaks are always, their ages are always so prominent. I know in, um, is, in Colorado, I don't know if you guys know what scrub, scrub oak are. They're these little, mm-hmm. like, brambly looking oak trees that don't grow straight, so you can't really make anything out of them if you cut them mm-hmm. down. But they grow so slowly because it's a very dry climate. You actually, if you're going to cut down, like, more than one or two trees, you have to get permission from the state to keep going, even though they're not, like, going to go extinct or anything. But they grow so slowly, you have to get permission. Wow. See, I love things like that, that it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a respect for, like, how old the plants are and just knowing that it's like hey don't don't ruin this like Mm -hmm. you know it's pretty (laughs) you can um you can make flour out of them weirdly enough really yeah um it's not that great uh so i'm told (laughs) but like you can you can legitimately make flour out of them like big cookies out of it and shit um yeah it just is a lot a lot of work Right, it, it it is a nut. Um, you don't do anything with the cap. It's just more of like the shell and the nut inside that you could do anything with. Although, <laughs> that's right, and it looks beautiful. Or you know, <laughs> on just decorations. Canadian things. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I need to go to Canada. <laughs> Good on ya, eh? <laughs> Question number four: What family of plants? Is a vanilla plant from? Oh, um, I know what they look like before you harvest. But you're on the right track. Like that's the kind of generalization I'm looking for. I mean, I know vanilla bean. Right. Right, and that's this is the plant that produces the vanilla bean. Can I try? Sure. Is it a fruit? It's not. 
Is it like... I keep wanting to say sarsaparilla. That's obviously not right, but I feel like there's like an S name that's somewhat close to the family name. No. Uh, okay. Not quite. <laughs> all right. Do you want to take an official guess? No, that's all I got. Okay. Anybody else? Um, is, um, can, can I take one more? I don't think it's right. Sure. But I can take it. Is it a berry? It's not, no. Okay. I don't know if that, it, that's even a class of its own. I have no idea. No, but, I, but like, I would give it to you if it was like, you know, a generalization like that. Okay. Um, it is actually an orchid. Oh, really? Uh, they oh. are, yeah, their flowers are, you know, like they're orchid flowers. Um, they're not necessarily slow to grow, but they're just very, very delicate. It's an orchid. That's and, exactly yeah. what it is. Vanilla huh. extract is super easy to make. Is you it? take vanilla beans, you kind of slice them open, and you stick them in a jar of vodka. And then you just Ooh. shove it to the back of a dark cabinet for like four months. <laughs> and it just sits there and ferments and turns into vanilla extract. Wow. <laughs> Question number five. Uh, this will be another uh, numbers one, and we'll just do whoever's closest. How many pencils can be made from the average tree? Oh, boy. We'll just go round robin when, before when starting with Ryan. When you say average tree, do you, mean, do you have a specific uh, type of tree in mind? Average lumber tree. Um, okay. You know, you, I, I could just, I would go with like pine. Okay. I will say 400. 400 pencils? <laughs> okay. Rachel? I was going to say 3,000. Okay. Uh... Um, but by a considerably considerably low amount, uh, it is a hundred and seventy thousand. Oh my gosh, Whoa. dude! It's a pencil. They're you tiny. Know, my first gut reaction was to say one and be like, "They are terribly <laughs> inefficient with these things." Question number six. Uh, and forgive me because I'm gonna botch this word here. Um, so, what kind of tree? contains acetyl salicylic acid, uh, which is one of the main functioning ingredients in aspirin. Uh, I'll say pine. Uh, not quite. Okay. Um, I'll say a rubber tree. Wrong again. I've actually talked about this at work. <laughs> yes. Nah. It is a uh, not bro. <laughs> it is the willow tree. Um, uh. Yeah, so it's actually the bark and the leaves uh, have you know that specific acid in it, and it used to be used for reducing fevers, reducing inflammation and headaches. Um, it huh. was like pretty oh. much like the ancient equivalent of aspirin. Uh, super helpful. I feel like I recognize that a little bit from like old novels and stuff. Yeah. They used to make tea out of the leaves and everything. Like it was really popular. Nice. Question number seven. What kind of plant sheds its leaves before winter or a dry spell? This is like a classification. Mm. Sure. Perennials uh, are done. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Perennials come back. Yeah, annuals are done at the end of the year. Perennials come back each year. Uh, it, it is a classification like that, yeah. Is it a coniferous plant? Uh, 
Actually, fun fact, there is a coniferous plant that does this, but there's only one kind that does this. Ah. Hmm. I have no idea. I, I now I realize don't. that maybe this question was probably not the best <laughs> and maybe a little too far out there. Um, it's called the deciduous plant. Oh, um, <gasps> planet and the opposite, Earth. Right. And the, the opposite of it is an evergreen, which there is one evergreen that sheds its leaves and or its needles every year. Oh, oh that, interesting. That's what I was so, looking for. Okay, I yeah. got confused because... As Ryan will tell you, I watch a crap ton of Planet Earth. <laughs> oh, hell yes. I, I watch so much of it. I love and it. And they have an entire episode about the forests like that. And I was like, coniferous. I'm like, it doesn't feel right because I feel like those are the needle ones, but we're going to go ahead and try. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so would Evergreen, is that Evergreen and what was the other one you just said? What was the answer? Deciduous. Deciduous. Are those two like opposites? Is that like two classifications to say like evergreen is just a type of tree that doesn't traditionally lose its leaves? Right. That's exactly Interesting. right. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I understand that. And I know like evergreen content or whatever. It's like, obviously that makes a lot of sense, but I've never thought about it as just a term of like a tree classification. I know really it's, cool. yeah, it's really strange, but yeah, pretty much every tree is a deciduous tree other than, you know, conifers. But okay. there, I think there's like one other type or like two other types that are normal, like a maple or something like that, that doesn't lose its leaves. But it's so technically, you know, not all conifers are deciduous and not all deciduous are conifers or not all evergreens are conifers. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I learn something new every day. Cool. Uh, question number eight. What is the only other blood fruit other than a blood orange? Oh, I Oh man, I, this just—I just saw this like yesterday. Um. Oh, uh, can man. I guess? It, sure. It's a peach. Uh -uh. You have the white peaches and the regular. Hmm. Oh, that—that's a good idea, though. But uh, technically, it's not. A, that wouldn't be considered a blood peach. I have two answers, and neither may be right. But I'm gonna go with uh, mango as my official. Uh, incorrect. Okay. All right. What was your second one? Grapefruit? Almost. You're on the right track. Mm. Uh, it's a lime. Lime. Uh, so they, there's a weird variety of limes uh, that's like got a softer <gasps> skin. And then, um, and then somebody went and cross-pollinated that with a blood orange. And so they've come up with a blood lime. It's right. It is a very strange thing. Like, it looks weird. Huh. But... I've never had one. I kind of want to try one. Yeah. Right. We have wild blackberries at my parents' farm, and they're very small. Um, and, the, yeah, they're delicious. I love them. But they're different. They're way different than store-bought blackberries. Hmm. They also make for a much better pie. <laughs> uh, question number nine. And this, is, this one's crazy. What common household spice was considered a symbol of Satan by Europeans and signified hatred in ancient Greece? Uh, Ryan? Sure. Um, paprika? No. Uh, me? Rachel? Is it star anise? It's not, no. It's a very, this is common household spice. Any other guesses for half credit? Uh, Just cinnamon was my other guess. Um, 
I have one. Clove? Not clove. Rachel, what were you going to say? Just because we were talking about Alton Brown, is it nutmeg? It's not nutmeg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I've told you, but we've seen, I've seen, or me and Rachel both have seen Alton Brown's stage show like three times. Have you really? Uh, yeah. It's great. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. And Good Eats is coming back. So. Yes. Uh, so the answer is actually basil. Um, oh. Believe it or not. So like the ancient Greece hated the taste apparently, and they found it like repugnant. And so apparently that kind of like leaked into a general hatred for it. And they used it, they would send it to people much like you would send flowers to somebody with a certain symbol um, as a <laughs> symbol of hatred of like a FU message. And I have no idea why Europeans thought it meant Satan. Uh, it was just, huh. we need to send more flowers to people with that message. We do. <laughs> that just needs to be commonplace nowadays again. And with that brings <laughs> us to question number 10. Uh, red roses have always symbolized, you know, love and passion. What did yellow roses symbolize? Oh. Uh, Ryan? Go for um, it. I say like wedding or fertility? Nope. All right. Rachel? Go for it. Were they um, death? Not quite. It's close. It, can I take one more? Sure. Was it? I'm trying to remember if I'm just making this up or not. But was it like sickness or get well? Uh, no, it wasn't. There is. I think there's a different color of rose that does okay. that, um, or that symbolizes that. But it actually symbolized infidelity. Oh. Oh. Which I thought was yeah. I thought I thought it was very interesting. Right. Or the wife comes uh, in and says, I saw the yellow roses on the counter. You can't hide them. I, right. That's. I, w- I was thinking yeah. of like more of like a public thing. It's like, oh, I thought I'd get you some roses today here. Right. I think it was more of like a savage treatment. Yeah. Like that um, with like humiliation with it. Or if like you knew that somebody was cheating on their spouse and you wanted to send them a message of like, hey, knock your shit off. Then you'd send them a bunch of yellow roses. <laughs> right. Couldn't they just text? yeah (laughs) so that uh that's all the questions that i have um and i now realize that my questions are much harder than i thought they would be i would like to say that i'm tied for third with stew not last place this is this is true this is very (laughs) true actually nice okay i guess it's my turn so, my questions are based off of my deep love for Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. I knew it! Yes. Oh my god, yes. And, and so, I have a variety of riddles for you. Oh. Which he's, oh my god, yes. He, he is known for his well-written riddles. Of course, there's the sequence in The Hobbit that everyone knows. So, I've taken one of his, but I've also taken... Um, riddles from elsewhere that I find really fun. Some of them are long and complicated. Some of them are really are deceptively easy. So, you All guys right. ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Um, at any point after I ask him, just go ahead and buzz in and we'll do it that way. Cool. Voiceless it cries, wingless flutters, toothless bites, mouthless mutters. 
Oh boy. This is gonna be the longest show ever. <laughs> this um this is one of Tolkien's own. One more okay, time? You might you might have to repeat it again. Okay. Voiceless it cries, wingless flutters, toothless bites, and mouthless mutters. It is. That was my Ooh. guess. Yeah, I had is that the right wind. then. This is one of Tolkien's famous ones. So mouth, what's, oh, like the muttering wind? It, um, it, it makes That's a sound the only one on I hung own. up on. Okay. And it, the wind, it can cry as it goes by. It kind yep. of flutters like that wings. And yep. of course, when it's cold, it bites. Yep. Nice. That was good. Okay. Stu, you might be able to get this one, uh, at least through your wife. Sweet. But, um, see, this one's a bit longer, so listen closely. Okay. First, think of a person who lives in disguise, who deals in secrets and tells naught but lies. Next, tell me what's always the last thing to mend, the middle of middle, and the end of the end. And finally, give me the sound often heard during the search for a hard-to-find word. Now string them together and answer me this. Which creature would you be unwilling to kiss? One more time. Okay, I, oh admittedly, God, this really is, good. This is going to be one of the hardest questions of the round. So, right. that might be helpful. Sorry, can you say the very last refrain? What What's one creature you would not want to kiss? Wh- yeah, which, which creature would you be unwilling to kiss? Okay. Are you guys ready? Yep. First, think of the person who lives in disguise, who deals in secrets and tells naught but lies. Next, tell me what's always the last thing to mend, the middle of middle, and the end of the end. And finally, give me the sound often heard during the search for a hard-to-find word. Now string them together and answer me this. Which creature would you be unwilling to kiss? A dragon. It is a spider. Really? I, oh, yes. man. It, um, if you think of a person who lives in disguise, you have a spy. Spy, yeah. And then the, um, the last thing to mend, the end, there's a D at the end, the middle of middle, the D in the middle of middle, and oh the end of gosh. the end. And then finally give me the sound often heard during the search for a hard-to-find word, and it's er. I was thinking it was um, and I was... If only my wife wasn't asleep. She would have known <laughs> that immediately. That is a Harry Potter riddle. Is so, it really? Yeah. Yes. It's in the books? Yes. It's in the second one. What? Right? Yep. Dang, that's awesome. Okay. Okay, the next one, this one, I hope you guys should be able to get. This is a house. One enters it blind and comes out seeing. What is it? This is a house. One enters it blind and comes out seeing. What is it? Where do you go out, go into blind and come out seeing? The optometrist. I appreciate your efforts, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we have a spy too. 
Going blind. Come out soon. Cathedral? No. Stu, would you like to guess? My brain is so slow. Um, I want to, but I don't have any reasonable <laughs> answers yet. Um, <laughs> and well, I can't. I can't delay. So this is a house. So this should be a building of some sort. Yes. Sleep. I, no. I don't know. <laughs> this is a school. I was. Oh man. You go in blind, knowing nothing, and you come out seeing. I gotta go with my gut intuition here. I I thought of that, and I was like, "No, that can't be it." Like, if it would be a church, if anything else, and then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! It was surprise, surprise. Hopelessly drowning. Okay. Question number four. I think you guys probably will have heard this one before, but if you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you don't have me. What am I? Oh. I know (laughs) this. It is not money. It is not um, a tangible thing. Tangible, yeah. You have me, you want to share me. If if you share me, you don't have me? That's yes. Some of it? Okay. I've definitely heard this before. And I have two. Ah. Is it love? No, it's it not is love. not. But no. you're, on, you're on the right track. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I had to rethink it for a moment. It is not a feeling. Can can you repeat the can you repeat the riddle again one more time? If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you don't have me. What am I? Friendship? No. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> this round is turning out to be a little harder than I anticipated. I'm sorry. Um this is a- Riddles, yeah, I love riddles, and it's just that my brain at 10.30 at night has a little bit of a hard time keeping up with it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is a secret. Oh, man. Oh. Yep. Okay, question number five. Turn me on my side, and I am everything. Cut me in half, and I am nothing. What am I? I think I got it. Okay, Ryan. Uh, is it thing? No. Or did I do it backwards? So the question is, turn me on my side and I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? That was actually just what I thought of. Um... Is it just to finish my train of thought? Is it every? Is it just the word every? No. All right. So I'm way off base. <laughs> it is the number eight. Oh. Oh. I thought you were literally taking like the word everything, cutting it in half, and right. you were playing on one of the sides of the word or something, but that makes sense. I'm going to play that three dimension chess. <laughs> 
Some of these are like deceptively simple. Yeah, as all good riddles are. So this next one is one that um, I plan to be a little harder. Now I plan this round to feel a little easier than it has been. So, um, but this one was planned to be a little harder. And I okay. almost planned an entire round on this specific thing, but couldn't find okay. enough information. So we will cool. um, do this. So a rebus is a pictogram that represents a word, phrase, or saying. Mm-hmm. For example, the letters C-I space I-I represent C-I to I. Mm-hmm. So what word or phrase does the following rebus represent? O space E-R space T space O space. It was O space E-R space T space O space? Yes. If you can find what go in, goes in those spaces, you'll be closer to the answer mm. i really love Re- rebus is a really fun and it's always like the spaces themselves are a play so i'm probably going to speak and throw everyone off even more but it's always like spaces are physically a part of the word or gaps are or something like that like of the phrase right yeah. yes they they are a part of making up this so i want to turn it into like overthrow or something like that and then take the missing letters and turn it into a word that is a part of it but i'll give you a hint this word if you fill in the spaces correctly stands alone easily as a still stands alone as a single word and all the spaces would have the same character in them no oh Mm. can i buy a vowel um, I'll give you an A. Okay. But I won't tell you where to put it. It is a common English word, so. Any thoughts? Or was this one just a little bit too o much? space, E-R, space, T space, space. Operator? You are very close to. Ooh. To the root word in order to get to the rebus. Oh, man, oh, I know I what it, it is. I got it. Oh. Okay, Ryan, what is the rebus? Okay, so the word is operation, and it leaves the letters pain. So there, it's not there's pain in operation. No. Unless you're talking about the board game. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, this is a common phrase. There's Pain in bit. I don't know. I don't have it. Yeah, I know what it is. You have to take the pain out of operation. Yes. That's a phrase? It's a painless operation. Oh, okay. Gotcha. See, I didn't even put that together. (laughs) I'll still give you a point for it because it was pretty close. So does Ryan get a point? Do I get a point? Do both get points? Ryan, would you like a half point? No. (laughs) Okay. See, those are fun. Um, I, oh, I, I love rebuses. Yeah, that's really cool. I couldn't make an entire round out of them because most of them involve having pictures. Right. So this is one of the few that was solely a word. Yeah, it's hard to vocalize. Like, the word is 
spelled backwards or clearly on top of another word or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice job, guys. Very. That was good teamwork. That was really cool. Question number seven. You are in a dark room with a candle, a wood stove, and a gas lamp. You only have one match. So which do you light first? I got it. Go ahead. The match. Yep, there you go. Oh, man. Nice. Some of them are deceptively simple. Yeah, that's one of those old ones you just sort of remember. Um, Question number eight. What always ends everything? Uh, Ryan. Go ahead. G. Yep. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a terrible person. I wanted to make it. I was hoping these would. These ones would actually trip you guys up a little bit. Okay. Can't break my spirits. Yes, you're doing great, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Last question. I have keys but no locks. I have a space but no room. You can enter but can't go outside. What am I? Go ahead. Yes. Ooh. Mm, nice. Well done. Tricky. Nice I would, job, guys. I was already in my head, like, thinking of, like, physical prisons and stuff like that and would not, yeah. not have come to it. That one would have taken me a little bit. So cool. nice job, guys. Sweet. All we have left is my round for the fourth, which I am guaranteed the win because the rules I have changed into my favor. <laughs> for every no, point no. we don't get you get a point <laughs> no no <laughs> alright so this is uh, my round and I decided to um, do a round on one of my favorite things in the world and that would be coffee oh yes so I have eight questions uh, all standard scoring uh, about coffee so question number one the two most commercially harvested coffee beans are Robusta and what? Stew. Stew. And I'm going to butcher this. Is it like Arab? Ar- <laughs> yeah, Arab. Arabic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Mark. But stew. Yeah. Stew. Arabica. I'm giving Stu the point, but yeah, it's a rabbit. Thanks. <laughs> I just, if I, if I could see it spilled out, I would know. I just know generally what it looks like with words yeah. uh yeah and somewhere close to 70 percent or so or even more uh, of coffee being arabica beans and then robusta you don't see a whole lot at least not commercially because arabica is sort of somehow like a marketing buzzword so you see like 100 percent arabica beans and it's like right. yeah right. that's just like saying like 100 percent edible tomatoes like, yeah <laughs> yep okay question number two the brand name Starbucks is derived from the from the crewmate character in Moby Dick. Uh, what is the name of the main character of Moby Dick who sets out from Manhattan Island to sign up for his whaling voyage? Uh, not that's the captain, but not the main character. The main character is a member of the crew. The main character's story in Moby Dick. I don't I remember. Don't know. I've never read it actually. Rachel, do you have anything? Um, well, I haven't read Moby Dick in like ten years. 
And so I know the kind of person, but I don't remember the name. So unfortunately, I have nothing for this question either. Uh, the main character's name is uh, Ishmael. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I should have gotten that. Yeah. First line. I knew, yeah, I knew everyone would know it once they heard it. Um, all right. Question number three. The agent from what cult TV show famously loved his, quote, damn fine cup of coffee, uh, end quote, uh, that is as black as midnight on a moonless night? Yep, Twin Peaks. Oh, I still of course you had a Twin show. Peaks question. Of course. It's the best. Stu, you said you haven't seen it at all. I, I haven't. No, I really want right. to, though. It is. It is tough. It's the kind of show you have to watch if you kind of want your brain to break a little bit. Perfect. And it's the kind of show that like you could totally dig into Reddit and in all the ancillary material. And it's the kind of show that you have to know that David Lynch like created a show that doesn't have all the answers, at least not in front of you. <laughs> uh, I watched it all and I it is Everything I just said about that, about the good ones, is ten times over. Like, you have to want to be in pain as you're watching it. <laughs> uh, so it is one, yeah, it is... I would not recommend it unless somebody came back and absolutely loved the original. And even then, you know you're in for a trip. But yeah, Twin Peaks definitely has some of my favorite mo moments all time of television but there's also a lot of like you know it, it takes a little bit of work uh anyways all right question number four what three countries are credited uh with consuming more than half of all the world's coffee and we'll give some half points or so, but uh, what three countries are, yeah, what three countries are credited uh, with more than half of the world's coffee consumption? Stew. Stew. I'll say, before you answer, I'll say if you get two of them, I'll give you half credit. Okay. Uh, United States. Yep. Uh, that's a given. And then I'm going to say Turkey and France. Okay. You got USA and France. So I got a half, but not turkey. Ken. Yeah, go ahead. They make the coffee. They don't. They don't yeah, drink it. With, yeah, with the consumption. Uh, Rachel. Um, can I say Italy? It's not Italy. It is. It is the USA, France, and Germany. Oh, uh, that was actually my other guess, dude. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yep. So, uh, yeah, half point to Stu. Woo. Uh, <laughs> Question number five. What is the name for a shot of espresso poured over ice cream? Oh, 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 I saw something about this today. What is the name for a shot of espresso poured over ice cream? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Frado, that's the wrong answer. I'm a... <laughs> you are quite the Frado after that one. Well, over ice cream is a la mode, um, but it's not the French. Yeah, that's the French term for it. It's. I'm just seeing what other people have. I have nothing, so. Nothing? All right. 
Stu? I worked at Starbucks. I should know this. Oh. <laughs> and it, I know they don't make it at Starbucks, but like, I think that yeah. I think you can at some places. I'm sure that there's some Starbucks yeah. that you can or whatever. Like, I mean, you could get like, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm not gonna remember the name of it. I'm a Frado, <laughs> Afrigado, Afagado, Afagado. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give you. But I'm a Frado. I'm a Frado. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number six. What is the name of the iconic coffee shop that the cast goes to, uh, that the cast of the show Friends frequents? Oh, I don't know. The Central Perk. Oh, my God. That's a good one. I hate that show, and I still, like, could see the sign. Yeah. I, I'm the same. I don't, I've barely watched any Friends. I'm not particularly a fan, but uh, yeah. Okay, question number seven. The majority of coffee in the world is grown between which two points in the world that exist at 23.5 degrees north latitude and 23.5 degrees south latitude? Pick me. Wait. Rachel. Um, they're the... Tropic of Capricorn and the Tropic of Cancer? Yes. Whoa, I wouldn't... The Tropic of Cancer being 23.5 degrees north and Tropic of Capricorn being south. Yep. Uh, Because the majority of all of the, well, world's coffee is between those two points or is along the equator in some respects. Yeah. Nice job. Okay, last question. Question number eight. The first of what modern-day tech device was created by researchers in Cambridge to monitor the status of the office oh, coffee pot without having to leave their desk, uh, Stu? The webcam. is the webcam. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> if you needed to know anything else about nerdy engineers and what so, they will contribute science towards, it is watching coffee pots without having literally, to they, Things <laughs> brought, they, brought about by necessity. Right? It was a totally necessity because they would fucking, they'd go, it was like such a long walk though that they wouldn't want to go down there and like waste five minutes of their time only to find an empty coffee pot. And so they set up a camera and they had to just take multiple pictures in a row and then put those pictures onto a, like a live feed that would automatically update. And that was the first webcam was literally yeah. just, that was it. You just hit their local site that was hosted on there and just to see if the coffee pot was full or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is the end of the game. That was an awesome round, Robin. Thank you to each of you guys for the questions. Uh, and uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody.